How to protect and keep your audio drama podcast legal, rights and writers deals on this edition of Legit Podcast Pro. Welcome to another episode of Legit Podcast Pro, where I share tips and strategies and information to help creative folks like you make your content, have your impact, and achieve influence, all without the fear and worry about the legal stuff. I'm your host, Gordon Firemark, the podcast lawyer, and this week, we're continuing our series of episodes about how to protect and keep your audio drama, narrative fiction, or other scripted style podcast legal. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about the written material, the pre-existing stuff that the show is based on, and the scripts for the show and the deals with the writers who write them. But before I forget, let me invite you to my free workshop, Business and Legal Fundamentals for Podcast Growth and Profit. I only do this workshop a few times a year, and it's coming up again in a couple of weeks, and you don't want to miss it if you're serious about podcasting and about doing things the smart, safe, profitable way. So join me for the next workshop coming up very soon. Register now at event.podcastlaw.net. Okay, so you're doing an audio drama podcast. The uh, This genre is a bit different from lots of other podcast types uh, because it is... Uh, more than just a host or a host and a guest or a couple of co-hosts doing audio drama or any kind of narrative project. You've got a lot of people contributing and you need to have what's called a clean chain of title. Basically, in order to distribute the content, um, you have to own it completely from the inception of the idea to every piece of work that finds its way into the podcast. And that means you have to have written agreements documenting the fact that you own all that stuff. Now, obviously, if you're going to do an improv kind of a show or just a solo show, a show and there's no real script and the actors or you are just doing the writing in air quotes as they perform, uh, then that you don't need to worry too much about it. But for most dramatic and narrative and fiction oriented shows, there's going to be a script. Actually, things probably started with a story idea and maybe it's actually based on some pre-existing work like a book, comic book characters, a stage play or something like that. So that turns into a story uh, outline or what writers in Hollywood call a treatment. And then there's a script or a series of scripts that we have to talk about. And where there's written material, there is a writer or more than one writer, writers. Uh, so we need to make sure we've got the right documentation in place uh, each, you know, each step of the way. Now, first, there's some pre-existing material. We call this underlying material on which the project is based. So you've got, um, you know, to secure the rights to produce the, pro the podcast from whomever owns the copyright in that underlying material. Unless, of course, the material is already in the public domain because it's really old, you know, more than 95 years old or something. Now, the mere idea now, that is not something that's protected under copyright or any other law. So if you are out pitching your idea, anyone you tell it to could go ahead and use it unless they've promised to keep it confidential. No promise, no obligation. So consider who you're sharing your ideas with and when possible, use a confidential non-disclosure agreement, an NDA, whenever possible. Now, or at least have a paper or an email trail to show that there's some kind of an understanding that what you're doing is confidential. Okay, now we get to that treatment. Once something is set in writing, it is protected by copyright. So if you're basing a project on a treatment, yeah, you got to secure those rights. Same as for those other underlying rights we talked about. And if you're starting from a script, well, then you got to secure those rights. 
Now, fundamentally, all of the kinds of deals I'm, I've talked about so far are just a purchase or a license of the rights to make a podcast based on the material. And we've got model templates available over at Podcast Law Forms. And as I'm publishing this series, I'm going to have all of the forms I talk about available to you there. So you never have to guess what to include in your, in your contracts. So this rights purchase kind of contract can actually be pretty simple and straightforward. For a podcast, you probably don't need to worry about an option contract structure like we do in the movie business unless you're a long way off from actually starting production and you don't want to have to pay some cash up front to buy rights or as much cash up front if there's some chance that the project isn't going to happen at all. So assuming it's just a straight rights purchase or a license, what you need is a contract that includes the basic who, what, and how much kinds of provision. Who's the owner of the material? What is the material that's being sold or licensed? What rights in that material are being transferred? And by extension, what rights aren't being transferred? What's being held back or reserved? What is the compensation structure for the deal? And that might be just a cash purchase price or some kind of a fee or an advance. And the questions then become, well, when does it get paid? Is it paid up front or is it deferred? And until when is it deferred? What triggers that payment? Uh, Is it when they hand over the rights when they sign the contract? Or is it when you record the first episode or somewhere in between or who knows? Or maybe it's a revenue sharing deal with a percentage and a formula. You have to figure out, well, okay, how do we do that? Is Is it a revenue sharing pool or something like that? And you have to figure out what if it's net profits? How do we how do we calculate net profit? What uh, what about uh, keeping track of it and keeping everybody honest? Is there an accounting and audit clause? How is the owner of the underlying material going to be recognized with credit in the show, uh, in, in the podcast? What, what's it going to say? How's that going to read? And what about warranties and representations? The, the owner has to promise that the material they're selling or licensing is original and that it won't draw any claims or lawsuits and those kinds of things. And you need indemnification clauses. That's that hold harmless clause that you sometimes see. But the thing here, and this is important, is that that kind of indemnification is really only as strong as the financial strength of the person making the promise. And then there's the usual boilerplate about notices and what happens if there's a dispute and those kinds of things. Now, interestingly, in some cases, this rights transfer agreement can be really, really simple. If the author is just transferring the whole thing, the entire copyright, well, that could be a simple document we call an assignment of copyright. And yeah, got one of those over on the site too. This episode is brought to you by Easy Legal Forms and Templates for Podcasters. If you're a legit podcast pro, you want to protect your intellectual property and ensure that content is used appropriately. Easy Legal Forms and Templates for Podcasters can help. Our form store at podcastlawforms.com provides a variety of legal forms and templates specifically for podcasters, including host and co-host agreements, DMCA takedown notices, release forms, and much more. With these easy downloadable templates, you can customize the forms you need in just minutes. Plus, our affordable bundle and a la carte pricing makes it easy to get the protection you need without breaking the bank. Visit podcastlawforms.com today. Easy. Legal. Affordable forms and templates for podcasters. Podcastlawforms.com. Okay, so now that we've addressed shows that are based on some pre-existing work, let's talk about that scenario where you're needing to bring on a writer to actually write the show, the pilot, and the subsequent episodes of the show. 
Either it's based on that pre-existing work that they've created or maybe that you purchased from someone else or you just from an idea someone had. This is what I would call a writer engagement deal or maybe just a writer deal. Essentially, now you're hiring the writer or writers to create one or more episodes in a series. Whether you're paying up front or through some kind of back-end deal, think of this as essentially hiring the writer. Now, they're going to be expected to write certain things, the pilot script, maybe some rewrites, and then some more episodes. And you can decide how many to include in the contract. But it's important that you specify what they're supposed to do and uh, and how much and how many. And the writing has to meet certain criteria. It has to be done to the specifications given to the writer by the producer and the other creative personnel on the project. The timeline for delivery of drafts is also important and rewrites and final scripts. You have to lay that out. Writing doesn't happen overnight, so you're going to need to figure out how much time is needed for each round and for the producers to review the, the draft and then give notes and then back and forth until you get to a final draft and how many of those rounds of notes you're going to do. And you probably want to address subsequent seasons. I think that as a producer, you want to have an option to bring that writer back for more episodes, more seasons, and so on. And oftentimes the writers also want to be given an opportunity for that kind of thing. Will the writer's services be exclusive? Are they allowed to write on other podcasts uh, or other kinds of projects? What if they get offered another gig? What if they, you know, while they're in the middle of working on yours? So you got to address some of those kinds of things. Uh, exclusivity, at least during the term, while they're supposed to be delivering episodes to you, is probably a pretty good idea. And you're going to need to figure out, again, the compensation structure. Now, that could be a fixed dollar amount for every script, or maybe it's per week. And you could break it down. You could have progress payments with portions at the beginning of each script and the various steps along the way. And finally, when the finished script is delivered or recorded or something like that. And that payment might be just treated as a fee, or it could be treated as an advance against some kind of revenue or profit sharing. Same as I was saying before, the formula for determining things, you have to figure out What's the revenue pool? What's the, how's it being divided up? What's the percentage per script or whatever, those kinds of things. Or how are you going to calculate net profits? What's deductible and what's not? Those kinds of things. All right. You could also build in a bonus structure, like tied to some kind of a milestone, like maybe a certain number of downloads or winning an award or pretty much anything you can think of that makes some sense. Now, for this kind of deal, in addition to transferring any rights to pre-existing material that the writer might bring to the party, we're also going to need that clause that says that the rights in all of the results and proceeds, the writer's work product, are works made for hire. Special language, in quotes, work made for hire, so that they belong to the producer. That way, the producer has that clean chain of title I was talking about and can freely distribute the finished podcast. You also have to examine again, how is credit going to be handled? You want to be as specific as possible as to, as to what that credit is going to say, where it's going to be placed, how, how, in what order, how prominent, what if there are shared writing assignments, those kind of things. And what happens if the podcast gets picked up for a TV series or a film or something else? Does this writer get to go along for that ride? Does the writer reserve or keep any rights to things that it, that he or she creates for the podcast? Maybe. The, if the characters are used in a Broadway show or something like that, you'd have rights. So you're going to want to have the usual warranties about originality and not bringing in any unlicensed outside material and all that other boilerplate about notices, choice of law, and so on. And that's fundamentally what goes into a writer's deal. Now, there are some writers 
who are members of the Writers Guild of America and the Writers Guild of America, WGA East, as it's called. It does have podcast contracts available and they do regulate and govern certain podcast production companies. But really, to be honest, unless you are working with a pretty substantial budget, you're one of these big companies, the union minimums that are required are going to make it pretty hard for most independent podcasters to make this work. From what I've seen, it looks like each writer employed on a podcast has to make at least about $41,773 plus benefits. And what's not clear is whether that's for the whole podcast or the run or the season or what. And just so we're clear, WGA also covers producers that work on podcasts. And I think the same numbers apply. So if you're going to go union, be prepared. You're really going union in a large way. Now, listen, if you are a member of the guild, I think it's in your interest to get in touch with your union, get in touch with them and clarify some of this a bit. I think they're going to want to be flexible to allow for more independent podcasts to flourish by employing professional writers and producers on terms that make sense for them. Similar to what I was talking about last week, the the Screen Actors Guild, SAG-AFTRA, has made some deals that, that actually can be workable for the smaller independents. And I think that it would behoove the union to, to do the same for writers. So the bottom line here, after all this, is that you need to get your deals laid out and papered so that everyone has clear expectations about rights, ownership, compensation, and all that jazz before you all invest your time and resources and money in making your productions. So don't forget to register for my free virtual workshop, Business and Legal Fundamentals for Podcast Growth and Profit. It's coming up very soon. Just come on over to event.podcastlaw.net right now and, uh, and join me. And that's going to be it for this episode. I'm Gordon Firemark, the podcast lawyer. I'll be back to you again really soon. And we'll be talking about some of the other contracts needed for your scripted podcasts as we start to wrap up the, the series on scripted shows. Thanks for being with me. I'll see you again real soon.